This is Penned In, the podcast for all things bookish. My name is Anna Kate Meadler, and I'm here to help you find your next read. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 26 of Penned In. For this bonus episode, I'm going to be talking about my recent reads and what arcs I hope to prioritize to read by the rest of the year. As promised, here is the bonus episode. Going into this episode, I wasn't entirely sure about what exactly I was going to talk about, but then I remembered I just finished two books and I have a lot of arcs to read. So I figured I could review those two books and also talk about the arcs that I have to read. This week was actually a pretty good reading week. I actually read three books in total, one of which was Persuasion, which I just reviewed, and that episode was posted on Monday. It is already out if you want to go check it out. And the other two books I read was Homefield Advantage and The Last Tale of the Flower Bride, one of which was a 5-star read and one of which was a 3.5-star read. I'll start with the 5-star read. Unsurprisingly, I absolutely adored Homefield Advantage by Dahlia Adler. I still can't believe it took me a month to read this book, and not because I didn't like it. Again, I loved it, but because I was so busy and it was in an ebook format which for me is just harder on my eyes to read. In short, Homefield Advantage is a sapphic young adult romance that follows a cheerleader, Amber McCloud, and the school's newest quarterback, Jack Walsh. Along with an adorable romance, this book actually covers some pretty dark topics, so there are trigger warnings for misogyny, homophobia, and a car accident death. I personally thought that all of these topics were handled pretty well in a way that didn't detract from the romance, which was the star of the novel. Homefield Advantage is told from two point of views, Jack and Amber, both of whom I really liked and enjoyed seeing them grow throughout the course of the novel, as well as their feelings towards each other, as well as understanding themselves and just who they want to be no matter the pressures put on them by their high school and people in their hometown. If you're looking for a fast, light, fun read with a cute couple, I'd highly recommend you read this book. Big thanks to NetGalley and Wednesday Books for providing my advanced reader copy. I am so glad I got a chance to read this. Homefield Advantage was published on June 7th, which means it's already out, so you can go and get it. I'll leave a link in the description below so you can buy your own copy. Considering that Homefield Advantage was the five-star read, that leaves The Last Tale of the Flower Bride for the 3.5-star read. 3.5 is actually a pretty low rating for me, but it's not a bad rating. I'm just dramatizing it a little bit. I somehow managed to snag an advanced reader copy of this book in print because I have a friend who works at the local bookstore in our town and she managed to get a copy of this book. So big thanks to her, you know who you are, for letting me borrow this book. 
As a whole, I did enjoy this book. The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by Roshani Chokshi is basically a gothic fairy tale-like story about a marriage that is unraveled by dark secrets and a friendship cursed in in tragedy, as well as the danger of believing in fairy tales. This book is Roshani Chokshi's adult debut and you can tell that it is a lot darker in content than her other books. Her writing style is absolutely gorgeous. I could definitely feel this fairy tale atmosphere throughout the entire book. It felt like I was reading one of those, you know, grim fairy tale books or Hans Christian Andersen. I actually stayed up over an hour past when I normally go to bed just to finish reading this book, which if anyone knows me, they know I really like my sleep, so the fact that I was sacrificing for this book is a big deal for me. The book is told, again, from two point of views, the bridegrooms as well as Azur, and it basically alternates between the two in order to slowly unravel the mystery of where exactly Azur's body is, and also if the bridegroom will survive the secrets of his wife. You never actually get the bridegroom's name, which is a really interesting just feature of the book. And it's also something that you notice in other fairy tales. So I just thought it was a cool addition to the story. I maybe realized about a couple chapters in when we get to Azor's point of view and I just went, oh, we get Azor's point of view. What's the bridegroom's name? And that's when I realized we never actually get it like a true fairy tale. I was able to guess at one of the major plot points that occurs towards the end of the book, but that didn't stop me from fast-paced trying to just devour the last 50 pages. In all, the reason this book is 3.5 stars instead of 5, and I did round it up to 4 on Goodreads because for whatever reason, Goodreads does not let you do half stars is because of the writing style. Roshani Chalkshi's writing is absolutely gorgeous, but there are just so many times when it is just too much for me. Don't get me wrong, I love some pretty descriptions of everything really, but especially in the beginning, it felt a little preachy and there were times that I felt that the beginnings of the chapters, especially the bridegrooms, were very similar in the sense that every single chapter it felt like he wanted to start with rules of fairy tales and I don't know I that just wasn't a very engaging beginning for me. I definitely liked reading Azor's point of view a lot better than Bridegroom's just because his felt again a lot more preachy than Azor's and Azor's I felt was a lot darker in a sense and really had the narrative and the toxic friendship relationship that I was interested in reading about. That all being said, I would still recommend this, especially if you love that really over-detailed, very purple prosy style of writing. The Last Tale of the Flower Bride, at least according to the back of my copy of this book, is on sale February 14th, 2023. Pre-orders for this book are open at a couple of sites, so I will link that down in the description below if you want to just go ahead and get the pre-order. Now on to my other arcs that I have not read yet. Now that I've been organizing for college, I figured it was time to organize all of the advanced reader copies that I have because those are the books I know for sure that I will have access to, being that they're audiobooks or ebooks. 
In total, there are 22 advanced reader copies that I currently have. Some have already come out, some have not. Some I have already downloaded before they can be archived by NetGalley, and some I haven't downloaded yet. It really just depends. And a select few are from Libro.fm, which does this program where you can sign up and each month receive a select number of ALCs or audiobook listening copies that you can download and listen to in advance of the books being published. If you have a TikTok or a pretty big following on your bookstagram or on Twitter, I highly recommend you sign up for this because the ALC program on Libro FM was actually how I was able to read Book Lovers by Emily Henry, which I am still very proud of. I've been trying to be pretty spare about just how many audiobooks I download because I do want to be able to review all the books I download, but this month's book selection was pretty good. The ones I'm personally excited for are Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I actually don't know much about this book except that Carrie Soto is a retired tennis player who decides to go back on and back into the arena and start playing and she doesn't give a single crap what anybody thinks about her and also that the author is the author of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo which is a very famous book on TikTok that I somehow have still not read yet. The other audiobook I'm really excited to listen to is called A Broken Blade by Melissa Blair. And if you're on Book Talk, you've probably seen people talking about this book because Melissa Blair basically sent out this book to various different big book talkers and gave them secret clues within the book so that they could figure out just who wrote it. I have both of these audiobooks already downloaded and honestly, I cannot wait to read them. But first, I'm finishing another advanced listener copy that I have called The Woman in the Library by Sulari Gentile, which is a mystery about four strangers that hear scream in the Boston Public Library, and that kind of brings them together. But the twist is that one of them has a secret. Those are the notable audiobooks that I'm really excited for, and I really cannot wait to see what Libro FM does for the selections for September and also October, which is what I'm really excited for, and I fully expect them to pick some spooky books. As for the ebooks, the next book that I'm planning to read is called The Undead Truth of Us by Brittany S. Lewis, which, which actually comes out today. And by today, I mean the day that I am currently recording this episode, which is Tuesday, August 9th. So I will put a link to that book in the description below as well, so you can get your copy of it. I actually got this copy from the author herself. She sent me a link to be able to read it and download it from NetGalley, and I'm really excited. This book follows our main character, Zara Young, who starts to see zombies everywhere. When a new guy named Bo moves into her apartment building, she watches him transform into a half-zombie before her eyes. Except for him, something is different and he contradicts everything she thought she knew about monsters, and she can't help but wonder if getting to know him might unlock the answers to her mother's death. That line was taken straight from the blur because I could not do this book justice yet because I have not read it yet, but I plan to. As for the other ebooks, I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I was able to get a variety of different genres. The contemporary young adult genre probably being the most prevalent out of my picks just because I personally like 
to read the the fun, fast, light young adult books on my iPad. Two of those books include Begin Again by Emma Lord, as well as The Renaissance of Gwen Hathaway by Ashley Schumacher, two authors who I have read every book by. I actually have no clue really what either of these two books are about, but I have loved every single book that Emma Lord and Ashley Schumacher have put out so far, so I see no reason why I should not love this one as well. The last notable ebook that I really hope to finish before December, partially because my friend, who's also the same friend who lent me this copy of The Last Tale of the Flower Bride, absolutely loves Kirsten White. So I absolutely plan to read Hide by Kirsten White before the end of the year, probably during October because that is the perfect time to read spooky books. And that's all I have for this bonus episode. As always, thank you guys so much for listening in. Next week, I'm actually posting an interview that I had with Jenna Sobevsky, so make sure to tune into that. And as always, subscribe to Pendin on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. (music) 